Hello, and welcome to the Network Collective Community Roundtable. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Networking conferences play a big role in many of our lives, and Cisco Live is the biggest when it comes to networking. And as all of you know, this being recorded in 2020, the year that just won't quit, Cisco Live, as well as all the other major conferences, have been moved to virtual events. And so considering how much community plays a role and how these events make an impact and how we're all going to be missing out on that this year quite a bit, we figured we might wax nostalgic on past events, maybe share some favorite memories, uh, share how this one event came to be significant for so many of us. Uh, If you've never been to Cisco Live, it's possible this episode might shed some light on why it's such a great event to attend. Uh, If you have been to the conference but maybe didn't get a chance to really connect with people while you were there, this might help you understand some of those pieces you've been missing and maybe, you know, inspire you to take advantage of, of meeting the community at future events. And if you know exactly what I'm talking about, well, you can just enjoy this trip down memory lane. We'll be right back with today's episode right after the break. So before getting started with today's show, I just want to tell you a little bit about today's sponsor. Unimus is a fast to deploy and easy to use network automation and configuration management solution. We're going to tell you more on how you can start automating your network in under 15 minutes later on in the show, or you can head to unimus.net slash NC. Again, that is U-N-I-M-U-S dot net slash NC. So Tony, um, I, you know, we, in the intro, I kind of said, hey, we're going to share some stories, but it's actually kind of important for us to right here because we met at Cisco Live. It's like true. I, I'd never, you you were kind of on the periphery of my radar through Twitter, but we we had never really built any relationship. We met in Orlando yep. a couple of years ago, um, and, and here we are today. <laughs> recording network collective together yep. um obviously having an impact on on what we do here uh with the show and so um i figured you know we've got a bunch of guests who you know we've we've recorded with at different times like it's going to be a little bit different today because instead of like having a group they all get together and talk at the same time i think we're going to have um some sections here where we talk to different people at different times um but before we jump into that i kind of want to get your story like what's your favorite and a favorite may be a hard thing sure. to pinpoint. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always, you know, lots of positive events. So what's one of your favorite events or one of your favorite memories from, from Cisco Live? Yeah, so so this is this is so much fun um uh doing this episode. Um one of the one of the reasons why I, I think this is so cool was I joined the network community on Twitter and I attended Cisco Live because it's like the it's like the passage of of Thing you do when you're at your a certain point in your career you join cisco live and you get to meet so many people i met you and so many others and that really changed the trajectory um, for me and the following year i went to san diego 2019 this is my one of my most memorable moments i i enjoy so much san diego was an absolute blast is one of my favorite cisco lives the weather was great the event was great the people were awesome um, I was hanging out a lot with David and 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 Peter, and a couple of days into the conference, I got a direct message. I think from David or from Peter that said, "Hey, we're down at the, we're downstairs. Can you come down here?" And you know, never have I been like ordered by somebody to like be somewhere, and I didn't know what I was walking into. And, um, and so actually, so I walked down, you know, I'm like, where are you, you know, take a picture and then send it to me. So I know where you are. (laughs) Right. It's not so easy. Downstairs is not detailed enough with 30,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I don't know where they're. So, so he took, anyhow, I ended up locating them and who I found with them was Donnie Savage. Nice. And, <laughs> and it was just so funny because I was being introduced via Peter, Peter Pollock to Donnie yeah. Savage. Here's Donnie. Uh, you know, and I got to meet him and just talk to him and chit chat for a little bit. But the reason for that, this is what, one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite stories is when I go to Cisco Live, I use the opportunity to get some deep understanding on a couple of technical questions that I can't find anywhere else. And this all started for me back in 2018 when I was harassing Peter about some HSRP and EIGRP nuances. And, um, and that uh, bled over into 2019. So when I saw Peter, I asked him a question. He said, I didn't know. He didn't know the answer at the time. And he just let it go. He said, you know what? Let me see if I can find Donnie and we'll find the answer. So here was my calling. <laughs> they brought us together. And Peter introduces me to Donnie Savage. Of course, I know who Donnie is, having never met him. And he goes, um, Tony has some questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Put me on the spot. And it was very cool. And, um, and so I got to ask Donnie a couple of deep dive questions on EIGRP and just some sort of routing stuff in general. And, and I think this story was shared elsewhere as well. But, but the punchline to the story was um, I asked Donnie a question about why EIGRP acts a certain way in a certain situation. And I asked Peter and David, we were all standing there in a small group. David didn't know. Peter wasn't sure. And Donnie goes, oh, I know. And I'm like, well. Explain. And please, he goes, yeah. because I didn't write it that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, so it was just so it was just so much fun uh, to be standing with the guy who, you know, wrote and implemented most of this protocol. Um, firsthand from his own fingertips and just to be like, there's no technical reason why this can't be done. I just didn't put it in the code. Um, right. and, and that was just, it was just so funny because it was just a very human reason. You know, when you go to a tech conference like this and you have a deep dive question, you expect a very technical answer. And this is one of my most memorable moments because I was meeting the guy who wrote the protocol and the answer to my deep dive technical problem was a human answer. Very, very human. Yes. 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 That's why I love like all the history of networking shows, right? Because you, you you hear that human side of, yeah, it was this way and, you know, decisions were made because it was the lesser of two evils or it was whatever. But yeah, um, conferences like that are great because, I mean, you tend to find in those those people, the people who wrote the book, the people who wrote the protocol, the people who have been, you know, deeply involved in those things. I, I think uh, I, I was going to say, I think we can go on for days just recalling memories of when we met those people, the people who wrote the right. book, the Stand people who wrote the protocol, yeah. the people who have the, the blogs you reference all the time, the trainers that you follow. Um, yeah. But but that's why this moment sticks out for me, because it's, it's beyond just meeting the person and, and it's about bringing up that full story. Um, yeah, that's it. awesome. So, so Jordan, awesome. what is one of your fondest Cisco Live memories of all the Cisco Live? So wait a second, you started going to Cisco Live and I think we talked about it 2011, something like that. 2012, I think this would have been my ninth. OK, so um, you got nine to draw from. What is one of your fondest memories? You'd yeah, like to so before getting on to record this, I'm, you know, racking my brain about like what is what is the fun and it's such a hard question because every year is unique and every year has been um every year has been positive there's not been a bad year right like there's always it's always just such a great event and it's always uh fun to connect with old friends and and meet new people and that's i mean community is the big part about it 
Um, but for me, uh, it, it's hard to surpass. Like I took and passed my CCIE at a Cisco live. And so from a, from a impact to me, <laughs> um, there's, there's just nothing really that can trump that. And so uh, a bit of that story, I think I've told it on the show before, but, um, so I won't, I won't belabor the point, but this is my third attempt at the CCIE. The blueprint was about to change from V4 to V5. This was uh, in San Francisco, would be 2014. And um, I just happened to find a magical spot that was open because all the slots were taken just like happens every time they change the blueprint. In San Jose, the Monday of Cisco Live, I was already going to be out there. I'm like, this is perfect. No additional travel, no whatever. Not really thinking about the consequences. Like if I didn't pass and I had the blueprint, like how much that would have like ruined the week. Um, so, you know, I showed up and Sunday night beforehand, I'd been, you know, I'd been studying hard. And I usually like the day before I don't study too hard because you've already, you're either there or you're not mm -hmm. like, there's no point in continuing to cram. And so I actually went down to the conference um, <clears throat> and, and met up with some people on Sunday night. Cause I knew a bunch of people would be in town and like hung out with some people. It's like, all right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go take my, you take my exam. I'll see you guys tomorrow, tomorrow evening. And, um, and, and so I left and I, and I passed, well, I didn't know that I passed. Let's just start there. Like, so I, I went and I took my test and, um, and, and, and came back to the conference and hung out that evening. And probably because, you know, three quarters of the proctors weren't available because they were at Cisco live. It took a bit longer to get my test scores back than what the other ones had. Cause the other times I'd gotten them back quickly. Maybe it was because I passed and I didn't fail that I, you know, that it took a while to, to grade the test. I'm not sure exactly why, but I didn't get the score to the next morning. Ended up hanging out with a bunch of friends that night, got the score the next morning. But the, the coolest part about it, right. Is that I was surrounded by people who got it because in my, in my, in my life, right. Like, and I think in everyone's life, who's gone through this process, like the people around you kind of like nod, but their eyes roll in the back of their head. They don't understand what's involved. They don't understand the effort. Um, they don't understand the significance. And, and so what was really cool is there were a bunch of people who knew exactly what it takes, a bunch of them having done it themselves, uh, who were there and excited for me. And I got to spend the week with those people, like just after passing my exam. So San Francisco will always stand out as much as I really don't like that venue. <laughs> the, uh, the, that particular event will always stand out to me because it was, uh, it was, it was unique and special year, um, on my radar. So, yeah. So like I mentioned before, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to go through a series of conversations here. So rather than one big recording, what we've done is we've hit up some people that have either had a big impact on the event themselves, an impact on us, or just um, just people who had a story to share. And so we're going to go segment to segment to segment. Um, this one is going to be broken up into two episodes because uh, we started out with the idea of like, let's keep this to 45 minutes and it's just impossible. So uh, hopefully it's interesting. We're going to talk to Tom Hollingsworth about Tom's Corner and how social got started. We're also at the Kathleen Mudge is in there. There's a bunch of other, you talk, you mentioned David, Dave is on, um, Penuloza, He's, uh, one of those forced to be reckoned with. It's <laughs> just go live. Yeah. Um, I'm in a Twitter battle lots, with him lots. right now. <laughs> are, you, are you? Oh, a Twitter battle. That's right. So we are, um, and, and the really cool thing about this and, you know, uh, we actually, we wanted this to line up with Cisco live virtual. We're, we're release, releasing this, uh, the Wednesday of Cisco live. Um, and so, yeah, like we're recording this intro 
Tuesday <laughs> before Cisco Live to kind of put the cap on this episode. And um, and yeah, so you're already in a, in the Twitter battle for the uh, the top spot for remote it. attendee. Good luck. Um, yeah, that's a that's not a battle I want to win. <laughs> There's too many uh, too many people there, uh, but uh, are way more vocal than I want to be on Twitter um, talking about the event. And David is one of those people. He tweets like every thirty seconds, and he's like four miles from his last tweet. He, he uses he uses two phones. That's why. Is, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah he uses two phones, <laughs> like typing on two keyboards at the same time. That's awesome. So, guys, you know, everyone who's listening, we hope you enjoy this. Of course, it's a bit different. We're just having some fun here, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to some people uh, that have made the event enjoyable, and uh, and hopefully, you know, you guys can uh, can get some value out of this as well. And if not, we'll be back with our regular programming soon enough. So, uh, so with that uh, with that being said, I think we're gonna get to it. All right. So uh, joining us now is Tom Hollingsworth. Now, Tom, you've had uh, quite a significant impact on the social media experience at Cisco Live. I know that that has been a, a big impact for me personally. So I want to I want you to talk a bit about Tom's Corner, kind of how that came to be. And then uh, and just thoughts about where where we are today and maybe some of your favorite memories from Cisco Live. Well, thanks for having me on, Jordan. Uh, the story of Tom's Corner, I think every with every retelling becomes more and more legendary. I think I, I've been fighting bears this whole time. Uh, no, reality is I showed up to Cisco Live in 2011, a day earlier than normal, just passed my CCIE, had just been a delegate at Tech Field Day, and I had a Twitter account that was about a year old. And I missed the tweet up the first year. And I'm like, well, I, I want to meet people. I, I want to see who's out there. And so I went down to the Mandalay Bay early, and I parked my butt in a chair, and I tweeted out, hey, come find me. Uh, come hang out. And and people did. I mean, that was the shocking part is like people really wanted to come see me. And then the next day I did the same thing. And I thought, OK, well, that was a fun weekend. And then over time, like I, I found out when people would be like, hey, uh, where do you want to hang out? Hey, meet us at Tom's Corner. I'm like, this is not my corner. This is just where people hang out. And so over time, it it became associated with where do we hang out when we're at Cisco Live and there, you know we can't get on the floor of the world solutions, we can't meet in classrooms, well, let's just make a spot. And then it just kind of became Tom's Corner. And then after a couple of years, the great folks at Cisco um, kind of put together their own little area, they call it the social media hub. Um, we still carve out a corner of it uh, just because that's, that's kind of who we are. But over time, it, it's something I, I, I hate to use the word magical because I feel like that that gets overused so much, but it really does feel like magic to me. It feels like a community coming together and growing and changing. And and when you look at like the very first Cisco Live sign picture, I actually looked it up the other day. There were 25 people in that picture. Today, when we do the opening tweet up at Cisco Live, there are what, 200 people in that picture? It, I think it's, it's more ridiculous. than that. Yeah. It's yeah. Upwards it's, of three, I think. Yeah. But but that to me, if anything, is the power of a community is the ability for people just to get together and to talk. And, and the number of folks that have told me, you know, I go to Cisco Live to hang out with people, to have those hallway conversations. I don't go for the sessions or if I do, like I'll go to like this one because it's something I have to do for work. But I can't wait to, to come back and do stuff over here because these are where my real friends are. That's actually an important point. Um, so my first experience, I think, was either the year after or two years after you started it in San Diego. I think it was year two, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, 
in my first experience, I actually knew someone coming in and they're like, hey, you got to come hang out with us. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do that. And so my first experience with Cisco Live was, and my very first experience with Cisco Live was a Tom's Corner experience. Like it was hanging out with people and, and that community. And I was sold immediately. Then as time has gone on, I've kind of gotten more involved with the community broadly. I've been to a lot more conferences. None of them are like it. Like there's something special about that, this event and the social media component at this event that kind of started with you stepping out and being just a, Hey, come meet me. It turned into something that doesn't exist many other places. Now, Tom, you go to lots and lots and lots of conferences through your job at, at <laughs> Gestalt and tech field day. So like, I'm kind of curious if that's been your impression as well. It, it actually has been. I mean, I, I don't want to call people out specifically because they're my customers, kind of. Um, but a lot of other places have tried to replicate that magic. Hey, let's give everybody a place to hang out. Let's put things there for them to do. And it works. There are definitely people there. But I think what's missing is the community aspect of it. The fact that, you know, it's not my friend Jordan and my friend Tony and my friend uh, Steve and Bob, like all of the people that we know, and we're there because we want to know them. We want to interact with them. It's not just, you know, Hey, I see that you blog and you're a really awesome writer. It's Jordan. How are your kids doing? You know, Tony, how's that next test coming that you want to pass? Like we're genuinely invested in that. And, and honestly, you know, given the way that things are now, that's something that I feel like I've been missing as well, because, you know, you can't replicate that via emails and things like that. I mean, I've, I've been having one on one calls with folks recently and, and, you know, they're always like, OK, so what's the purpose of this call? And my first response is, how are you doing? Tell me about you. That's that's what I need. And, and we get that at Cisco Live. Like we can all just pop in and hey, here's all these crazy things that I saw today. And did you hear about this thing that's going on over here? And by the way, I'm going to go buy a new 3D printer. Do you want to give me some tips on which one I should buy? You don't get that conversation anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's one of my biggest concerns about this year, specifically with everything going uh, going digital. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm glad that the events are still happening. And I think everyone's going to do their best effort. But there is no way to replicate that in-person social experience just sitting down with somebody that you only know vaguely. <laughs> Maybe you've seen their name on a screen somewhere. Maybe you've seen uh, very little about them and getting to know who they are. And that connection is what makes the rest of the year possible. The amount of, of networking that happens, it's not about networking that's like, oh, I know you wrote this book, so I wanna go meet you because you're gonna help me with my project or whatever. It's not that, it is like, I know you as a friend. And then when I come across that thing, I could be like, hey, Tom, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you help me out a minute? Because I know you and I care about you and you care about me. And like, let's figure this thing out. And like, so, you know, best of luck to the Cisco Live team as they're trying to figure out how to do this thing digitally. But I'm telling you, like, I don't have a lot of high hopes of having the same experience because the most important thing to me is that getting together and connecting with people, building relationships. Um, the, the technical stuff is great. The keynote stuff is great. But all that stuff is available and I don't need to do that as a community. Like I don't need to do that in person. It's the in-person stuff that I think is the huge value. So it's a very, very hard task um, to bring that, bring that back. So Tom, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What is uh, maybe one or two of your favorite memories from Cisco Lives? Just things that have happened that have just been either ridiculous or fun or whatever. What are some of the things that stand out? So I think maybe one of my first Cisco Live memories was actually the same year that we started Tom's Corner. I uh, I had just become a CCIE and I was a net vet, which means you paid for enough conferences. And so one of the the special things that you got to do is you got to come in 
and uh, ask, or uh, you got to be a part of a special reception with, uh, at the time, John Chambers, who was the CEO. And like, I'm in this room and these are all like, you know, these are really important people, you know, like Terry Slattery and Pete Welcher and these folks who've been coming to Cisco Live since, you know, it was originally networkers. And one of the, the little things is John kind of opened up and was like, all right, anybody can ask me any question you want. And I had one brewing in the back of my head. And I'm like, well, who am I, this little CCIE who's had his number for less than a month? To, to ask a question to the CEO of the company. But I was like, you know what? YOLO. So I raised my hand and I asked, I, I don't even remember. I want to say it was something along the lines of call manager licensing. Maybe I got a standing ovation from everybody in the room because they're like, oh my God, he, he said it. He said the thing that's been bothering me. And I, like, I just, I, I, it was a, like pride and like, why did, why was I the one that got that? So I kind of feel like, you know, there's an opportunity for people to stand out at the event and to kind of maybe not be yourself, but maybe just be a different version of you. You know, the, if you're the shy person that doesn't like to talk to people, step out of that, meet some folks. Um, the other one is maybe, you know, uh, I love Fish. Fish is like a really well-known person in Cisco land. And like, I can remember her telling me the story of the first time that she came to Tom's Corner and she was nervous. She's like, I... I don't want to be here because they're going to see right through me. And now when I see fish, she runs across the room to give me a hug. And that's so heartwarming that, that, to, that I could have made an impact on somebody like that. And, and the people that constantly tell me that they miss that, or they want to see that. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. It's hard on me now as Tom's corners changed over the years, because I won't say my job's getting in the way, but my reason for being at Cisco Live is not the same as it used to be. That's not bad. I mean, if it wasn't for my job, I couldn't come. But it also means that I get to spend less time at the corner and I spend more time doing work, basically. So this last year, I, I sat down. I, I think I took some pictures and put them on Twitter. I got to see people just kind of chilling out. And, you know, and the, the folks who were there and telling stories and inviting folks into the circle. And then, like, somebody noticed that I showed up and they're like, hey, who are you? And, you know, it was, it was kind of funny because I almost feel like in a way the torch has been passed a little bit. Uh, and and I, I like that. I like that this isn't going to die because Tom's suddenly, you know, working all day. I like that people are willing to stand up for what this stands for. And say, we don't want this to go away because this is important to us as a community. And I don't know what this is going to look like in 10 years. I don't know what Cisco Live is going to look like in 10 years. And I don't know who's going to be at the social media hub. And I don't even know who's going to be having these conversations. But the two things that I hope are that it's the spirit of what the community stands for and kind of still hope maybe we call it Tom's Corner just because it's a little <laughs> point of pride with me. But if that's what it has to be, something else, then so be it. See, I don't have a problem with that because you didn't start it with the idea of building up some grandiose thing. You started it like I want to hang out with my friends. And and, and that's the spirit of what it still is today is I want to go. I want to meet people and build relationship. And so I'm completely cool with continuing to call it Tom's Corner. It's been interesting to see as um, as it's grown how Cisco has wrapped themselves around it. I think mm -hmm. it's both positive and negative. Um, you know, anytime you start dealing with a brand, there's all kinds of intent. But I will say that the people who work social media at, um, at Cisco, I think they get it. 
I think they understand why it's important and why it's valuable. And uh, I think they've done a, a really good job of trying to balance both like, hey, sure, we have our business objectives, but we also have this really unique, important thing that we don't want to squash. And um, and there's been this nice balance of being able to have a space and to be able to kind of have um, some additional perks. I mean, I'm not going to lie, like we've gotten some cool perks at at the conference because of being part of this group. And then the cool thing is anybody can do it. Anybody can be part yeah. of this group, right? Like that's one of the, the really cool things about it as well is it's just super, super inclusive. Well, Tom, thanks so much for taking just a few minutes to come on and talk with us today. Thanks, thanks Jordan. So we're going to take just a minute to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Unimus, and Unimus is a network automation and configuration management solution. Unimus is designed for fast deployment network-wide and ease of use. But we want to tell you a bit about how Unimus approaches network automation because it's just a little bit different. The people at Unimus believe networkers should not need to become developers unless they want to just to automate network configuration. The platform is made specifically to be easy and fast to use and to remove all the barriers of entry to automation. You can automate your network in a comfortable GUI without having to learn programming languages, abstraction frameworks, or templating languages. Unimus allows you to utilize your existing network configuration skills network-wide. So in about 15 minutes, you can go from nothing to deploying a VLAN to 100 switches or adjusting firewall ACLs across your network. Now, I've seen this. I think they demoed the product to me. It was really quite something. The discovery process was simple and easy. It would be something you're very familiar with in the way that uh, you go out and discover devices on your network. And then once they're discovered, you can start automating against them using the commands you are familiar with. It was impressive how fast it went and also how intelligent it was about discovering the device types as it was going out and finding these devices in your network. So Unimus is not meant to really compete with Ansible or infrastructure as code solutions, but it's rather to get you to that automation state as fast and as painlessly as possible without spending weeks learning these complex frameworks. So Unimus also handles network config management with config change notifications, change management, config backup, which complement the automation features for a more complete network management system. The whole thing runs on-premises, it's multi-tenant ready, and it supports more than 150 different network device types. I've seen the list. It's pretty impressive. It's 90 plus vendors. You can get a free, no obligation, unlimited license trial or schedule a short technical demo call at that URL we told you about earlier. That's unimus.net slash NC. U-N-I-M-U-S dot slash NC. Uh, joining us now is David Penaloza, one of the most memorable faces of Cisco Live. Uh, David, start off by telling us a little bit about your first Cisco Live and what keeps bringing you back. Well, my first Cisco Live was in was in Berlin. Yeah, it wasn't 2017. It wasn't that far away. Oh, that, that long ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then and at Cisco Live Berlin, I remember I had this excitement and illusion because I'd never been at Cisco Live before, and then I just. Uh, I get to the registration. I see the massive place. It, this, this is the messiest in in, in in Berlin, the place where the convention was held. And well, you start with all the registration, and then suddenly you meet Sylvia. You, you meet. You start to meet all the famous people as soon as you get there. And I was like, oh, you know, all these people that I only met via Twitter. And suddenly it was just a registration day, and I was meeting a bunch of them already. Some of them already 
but even knew me, which was quite a surprise some time ago. And for me, that was the first thing because, okay, I'm a, I'm a people person. I love to just get to you. I love to talk to you, see, had a coffee. Uh, let's, uh, have this chocolate let's share this cookie let's talk about the world let's talk about anything and nothing at the same time this is the kind of stuff i love and of course kid hugs if somebody can actually well if they can tolerate the hug sometimes it hurts according to dimitri <laughs> and uh, then meeting all the people just keeps bringing me back and keeps just pulling me into the event because it's Let's be honest, my first driver is not because I will sit in a session and watch somebody talk for two hours, unless it's a friend of mine. And then I'm just excited because I want to see them triumph. I want to see them just, well, be at the podium and be the best that they can be. But most of the time it's about the people, meeting others or, or joking. And there's a lot of people that I only meet once a year and it's there. Hilariously enough, I only meet Daniel Deep once a year there and he's here in Europe. <laughs> and some other people like you or like Jordan or like fish although with fish well maybe I can just go to the Cisco live in Europe and they want in US and it will be twice but again that's on a special occasion because it's fish or, or catering or uh, or it, it depends on the person but in general you meet the people once a year and you kind of just miss this opportunity because there is no way that you can just put all that people together and, and have these amazing conversations and reunions that they only happen there, like talking with uh, Scott Morris, for example. Sometimes you're just talking to him and, and dude, dude, the guy is super funny. And actually, we had uh, several of these funny occasions with him and it was uh, terrific. Once he had this uh, batch and you know that his batch is having the endless list of ribbons. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's almost a loincloth. And yeah, almost, yes. <laughs> the thing is that uh, actually, Catherine McNamara, she wrote in Twitter something like 12 inches more <laughs> or 20 <laughs> inches more. I can't remember. It, it, she, she was just making fun of the length of the ribbon. But at that point, I was just fascinated because, okay, I had like three ribbons and I felt like I was the, the king of the world. Oh, I have three. And then suddenly I see him and it's like, oh, what? And it didn't cross my mind that I, that I was going to say something weird or something, well, that wouldn't fit in the situation. And I was like, oh, this is very long. And then you can imagine <laughs> his face, right? So Scott Morris was like, thank you. I have heard that before. And then, <laughs> and then you get this situation where your face gets red and you're like, oh, crap. What should I do now? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the, they get situations like these that they would never repeat themselves. Or it, the time where uh, when I met uh, Denise uh, Donahue, I was excited because I could meet her. I read her book and I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And I was trying to be distant and careful first because I didn't meet her before. And second, because if I hug her too hard, I might just do something. <laughs> I, I want to be gentle. And then suddenly she says, give me a hug. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I just jump and hug her. And there's, there are some other pictures where I'm holding her. I'm just carrying her on. And and I remember that somebody else had to take the picture and I was just holding her and she was enjoying it. And these kind of moments, are, they, they are just irreplaceable. This is something that I cannot just do again. This is something that I cannot just leave again. And it. I have a question well, for you. Um, 
So I, I think there's there's your experience, I think, resonates with a lot of people of this idea that there's a, a large community. But I think for a lot of people, it's very intimidating, right? 30,000 people go to the conference. There's only a few hundred people who really seem to like engage with each other, at least around this idea of a social social media community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what gave you the boldness to kind of step in and 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 do that? Is that just your personality? <laughs> like, hey, I know who you are, so I'm going to go talk to you? Because I think a lot of people are intimidated to do that. Um, but so many people have these positive experiences that this is like the reason to go. So what's your, what's your take on that? Like, how do you, how do you break in and, and, and break the ice with somebody who, you know, or know of, but kind of the first time I was, I was really nervous because guess what? The first person I've met at Cisco life, 2017, who was one of my networking gods or you know these people that you respect a lot was Ross White. So I had Ross White one and a half meter away from me and I was trying to talk to him. Another friend was introducing me to him, Matt Saunders from Cisco Learn Network. And then he was like, hey, this is Ross. And I was uh, 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 and, and I couldn't. I couldn't uh, uh, and then I said like you know what? I don't care anymore <laughs> because I cannot miss opportunities like this one. And that was the first and last time I did it. And then I just said you know, this is my week and trying to make the most of it. Maybe for all of us, it's not simple. I, I wouldn't just go and talk to everybody all the time, at least not outside of Cisco life, but being in that bubble, it gives you this, okay, gives you this idea of what could possibly go wrong. Everybody's here for the same reason. So why not? And then I just approach people and, hey, how's it going? And some people are like, hey, oh, so you're David? So how's it going? And then I just, okay, take a cookie or take a chocolate. You just you just do it because we are all there for the same reason. So why not? Just squeeze it. Just make the most of it. It happened to me in Cisco Live Europe once. Well, it happened two times, actually. That I was walking. That was last year. I was walking around the venue. I remember I was going for lunch or something. And then somebody just came running and said, David, I followed you on Twitter. Keep going. And he left running. And then I was just left with words in my mouth. I was like, hey, dude. And then, oh, God, he's gone. But I just could see the guy running around. I mean, he just he just didn't want to stay there. <laughs> it felt really weird. But that makes you, well, it, it makes you understand that it's really not that simple for everybody. For some people, this is really hard. For some people that are the people who are introverts, this is not a simple task to do. Some people just go to Cisco Live. They are in a couple of sessions, talk with some other well peers, and then just get back to the hotel. They just want to be away from the people. They just get tired. So each one of us is having their own, well, their own, I would say, their, their own amount of exposure. It, it, it's just whatever feels good to you. In my case, if I'm meeting all these people for a week, well, five days, I need to make the most of it because it's just once a year. So, dude, I try to stay awake as much time as possible. I try to join and engage in most of the activities and meet all the people. So do, do, if you see my calendar, there is hardly time to sleep. Initially, I sleep around three hours per day. <laughs> I'd be saying, for those of you who haven't seen David at a Cisco Live, this is the understatement of the century. <laughs> um, in, in, that, in that I've never seen somebody with, with the amount of energy that David brings to an event. And it's one of the reasons why we're, why we're here talking to you is because 
you're like you said, you've only been doing this for like three years or something like that, but you've managed to make such a big impact on just the general broader community because of the fact that you are so engaged. Like you are absolutely everywhere. I will feel like I just talked to you like five minutes ago. And then I see on Twitter that like you're three miles away. At some other place, it some other group, and it's like, how did that happen? Is that even like, you know, do, does physics support the idea that David could be in that location? It right happens now? several times. Um, Sometimes I just forgot something in one side of the venue, and I had to come back. And it, it's easily it's one kilometer from one point of the venue to the other, easily, and that's the shortest distance. Sometimes uh, I'm here, and then in ten minutes I have a podcast because again, there are so many activities to engage, and I. At least I don't feel like I should have the luxury of missing them. At least that's what I think. But that's my take. So I try to join as much as possible. Sometimes I had one podcast after another and it was two hours of talking there. Or then, And then I had to join another section or uh, sometimes I had to, oh yeah, join Denise uh, session about the the detective and I had to wear the other hat and be there for her. And I, I love this. It, I just want to try to do as much as possible because that's the moment to to squeeze it, to, to, to make the most of it. Because then I will be back here. I'll be back in, well, yeah, in Europe. And I'll be just having this terrible blues of, oh, I should have done this. I should have joined this. And no way, dude, that, that I cannot live with it, honestly, with regrets and all that. It doesn't make any sense. Now, do you have a favorite Cisco Live moment? Is there one that stands out as like, this was the the ultimate experience that I had? Uh, or the craziest or the funniest or whatever. Is there is there a story that's that's one that st- sticks out above others? Oof, that's that's a tough question because I'm not really Oh yes, maybe. Obviously <laughs> the day he met me. Tony <laughs> <laughs> is like, of course, dude. <laughs> well this is simple. Why are you thinking so long yeah, about because, it? Because <laughs> because there's so many, but I would say uh maybe when i met denise fish because the, what what happened is that when i met denise uh not, nothing personal tony i mean i love to meet you but i miss her i i actually i met her one cisco live before because it was in europe and uh i had this idea of hair which i still do right because it's denise it's fish she's, she's unique and uh i met her because of uh elaine lopez so elaine lopez introduces introduces me to fish she only says do you know david and then i'm just next to her and she says no and i was like again with the same thing and i say okay fuck it no and then turns out that i talked to her five to ten minutes and dude we just clicked we just clicked literally and then the day after i was sitting with her for hours just talking about life it was it was something completely unexpected because the day before we were completely unknown people, complete strangers. And for me, this was shocking because then it shows you that, that you can make these bonds in so short amount of time. And that's what makes it so important. That's what makes it so valuable. Because in five days that you will be with some other people, you may, and most probably you will, make these friendships that will last forever. I have met a bunch of people there who I'm still, I'm still talking like they are my brothers. It's amazing. I met Tony. I met Daniel Dave. I have, well, I met Peter Pollock before that, but 
I have met uh, also Rika before that. But again, uh, the people I have met there and the, it's people that I keep talking, I keep, I keep engaging with them. I, it's people that I'm uh, quite familiar with. It's not people that I just meet like, hey, what's up? And then we just forget about it. No, you make these friendships and these bonds that would last. And that's what makes it awesome. You just find yourself meeting people who are uh, people who are like you. So you are just teaming with some other minds that are alike. And this is what makes it so wonderful, so exciting. And on top of that, of course, all the social interaction running here, there, join the leaderboard, tweet here, take a picture. <laughs> and, and you take thousands of pictures. I take pictures of everything that moves and also everything that doesn't move. It's just amazing. And then you see my camera roll is just me in the same face, but or maybe in the same place, we're moving in several angles or did you have so many opportunities and so many of these memories to keep whenever we were in San Diego and everybody was just behind the the social media? Uh, what is the counter they had there? It, there's so many things that, that happen at Cisco Live that in all honesty, to pinpoint the best of them, it's really hard including concerts, including the people that you meet, because sometimes you meet, but you go several times and so you meet the same person once because the maybe the next year that person couldn't make it or something like that. So some of these memories are really hard to be, well, to, to, to be made again or to, sub, to have something similar. So, so I wouldn't say I have on uh, some kind of, well, special thing. I think all of them are. Well, if I put a, a, at the side when I met Denise, but that's another thing. <laughs> but in general, all these sort of moments are things that I would remember and I would keep with myself. Well, till I can remember, I hope I just don't get Alzheimer, right? But I hope <laughs> I can keep them with me and, and I keep all these pictures. And if you check my Google Drive folder with all these backups, it's massive. And it's a bunch of stuff that happened and pictures of many things. Even when we were in Orlando and there, we were in these games in, in Universal Studios. And dude, I have pictures of everything. And each time I go through them, I just feel, well, at least in this situation, I just feel this, well, melancholy that, oh, damn it, I will be there right now or... Well, it's true about the pictures. I stopped taking pictures. I just use yours now because <laughs> you post so many of them and you're at every event that I'm at. Oh, I don't even, I don't like, how do you take pictures of them? I'll just use this because they'll go in on Twitter and yeah. no, I'm kidding. Well, David, man, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with us um, and, and share your experience with Cisco Live. So uh, thanks so much. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks to you guys. So like we said at the top of the episode, um, we're definitely going to need to break this one up. Um, there's lots of cool stories and, you know, lots of people we wanted to talk to. And, and unfortunately, none of them are like two minute stories. <laughs> so we're going to break this up into two episodes. Um, so um, but we're going to release them at the same time. So it's not like you're you're going to have to wait. We're not making you wait for, you know, part two of this. It's, it should be in your in your podcatcher app or, or wherever you get, you know, network collective, it should be there for you. Um, but just as a quick reminder, uh, if, if, if you like the show and you haven't done it yet, you know, the best way to find us is just go to our website, networkcollective.com. All of our past episodes are there. You can find out where to subscribe. We're on iTunes and Google play and Stitcher and Spotify and all the regular places. We'd love to connect with you. 
Uh, so we're on social media at Net Collective PC on Twitter, Network Collective on Facebook and LinkedIn. And again, you can find all of that just by going to NetworkCollective.com. That's that's where all that information is. So thanks for listening. And please continue on to episode two or part two of this episode, not episode two, part two of this episode. And uh, we will continue on with the Cisco Live goodness.